comes to Ogilvy left side. Left goal line, Evans. Back to Ogilvy left circle. Takes a shot. He scores! Ogilvy, a wrister from the left dot, and the Irish are on the board. A power play goal. 17-19 to go second period. It's now Michigan 2 and Notre Dame 1. Long feet, the blue line. Evans has it. Backdoor feet, tape to tape. They send it down low to Ogilvy. They score! Morrison, a touch pass to Ogilvy. His ninth power play goal of the year. And Notre Dame responds. They're back to within 2-1 to one with 12.20 to go in the second period. Well, those two goals were a part of Notre Dame's run to the national championship game in 2018. The first was in the semifinals against Michigan, and the second was in the championship game against Minnesota Duluth, a game the Irish lost 2-1. to one. But Andrew Ogilvy played 107 games for the Fighting Irish from 2015 to 2018, and the Ford had 41 goals, 48 assists, and 89 points. After three years of playing professional hockey, he is now back with the Fighting Irish hockey team as this year's volunteer assistant coach. And Andrew joins me here on WSBT Radio. Andrew, it is so good to catch up with you. How are you today? I'm doing great, Darren. Thanks for having me. Um, excited to be back at ND this year. And, uh, yeah, excited, for, uh, excited to talk to you here for a little bit. What goes through your mind when you hear those highlights from back in 2018, a Notre Dame team that was number one most of the year? I know I'm a little biased, but I think it still was the best team in the country, just lost to Duluth in the final 2-1. to one. But you had two big goals up there in St. Paul. How do you put into perspective what that was like going through that tournament run? Um, I, I think the biggest thing, thing I have memory wise from that team was just how good of a group of guys that was obviously we had some you know really good players on that team um and that goes without saying but I I just remember how connected that group was how aligned our identity was that year and um you know I think every single game during that that um that run to the championship game I think we came from behind him so I, I think that just goes to show how tight um, that group of guys was, you know, all of those guys are still some of my best friends um, to this day. So um, to be able to say we did that, obviously, um, I would agree with you. I think we did have the best team that year. And um, I think maybe if we played that team five times, we win four of them. But yeah. it didn't happen for us that night. Um, but the relationships that were built that year is, is what I remember the most. There's one thing about playing pro hockey. The money can be really, really good, Andrew. I'm sure everybody on a minor league hockey team has one goal getting to the NHL. You want to win games, but I know that goal is still to get to the NHL. But you think back to your college days, is that could that be some of your most memorable hockey memories was just the time you had here in South Bend with all those great players and friends and had a lot of success? Without, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like I said, some of my best friends in my life came from my experiences and my time here at Notre Dame, and uh, so, some of some of my best hockey memories as well. I can't think of many others that would top playing in you know a national championship game. Um, you know, we scored multiple overtime goals to get to games like that. You know, so those are definitely some of my uh, fondest memories of my playing days. Andrew, I've talked to some broadcasters who have 
called NHL games and college games, World Junior games, and, and they always speak so highly of the Notre Dame program. Pierre McGuire, Dave Starman are two of the individuals I'm thinking of, and they have both said that there aren't too many schools in the country that prepare players for pro hockey more than Notre Dame. How much did your time here in South Bend prepare you and expand your game to prepare you for professional hockey? You bet. Um, I, I think the way we teach players the game here at Notre Dame emphasizes the details um, that a lot of guys going into pro hockey at a young age don't necessarily have nailed down yet, um, whether it's, you know, D zone or just fundamentals of how to play in the offensive zone. Um, I think the coaching staff, Coach Jackson and Coach Pooley, Coach Slagger, do a great job of preparing you to be a reliable uh, player for any coach that you might play for at the pro level right away. Andrew Ogilvie, former Irish forward, now Notre Dame hockey volunteer assistant coach, joining me here on WSBT Radio. Andrew, after three years with the Irish, you went to professional hockey and signed with the Buffalo Sabres organization. How would you describe your experience playing professional hockey? I didn't get to play as much pro hockey as I would have liked, Darren. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, had, I had some good stints. But I, a lot of my time playing professional hockey, I was injured, unfortunately. So I didn't, I never got into a real groove the way I would have liked to and obviously would have loved to play in the NHL. But um, because of those injuries, I never really got a good chance to make a name for myself in pro hockey. Um, with that being said, my experience in Rochester was, was awesome. Um, I commend the Buffalo Sabres organization for the way they treated me during those years. Um, with all of those injuries and, and giving me chances to play and um, just the way they treated me. You know, that, that fourth year I ended up spending there, I got an opportunity to dip my feet in coaching a little bit just to, just to uh, you know, experience it, see if I would even like it. It's not something that I had really thought about um, during my playing days. So um, overall, my experience in Buffalo and uh, in, with Rochester was, was a very positive experience. I can only imagine being a professional athlete and you have all these goals and aspirations and the injury bug hits you. I know concussions, unfortunately, were an issue. How difficult of a decision was it to give up that dream in order to, I guess the best way to say it is, to secure your health for the future? Yeah, um, it, it was really hard. Um it's harder maybe even looking back now than it was at the time, because when you're going through, you know, I'm not sure if you've ever had a concussion or those listening that have, when you're going through it, it's, it's not fun. And, you know, it, it, it's hard. So I think the decision was easy, but it's been life afterwards. That's been hard. You know, I knew that with this latest concussion that I had, that it was, you know, the symptoms lasted for maybe, you know, upwards of 11, 12 months. So oh I, I knew that this was not yet. Yeah, I knew this wasn't something that could or should continue um, just from my quality of life standpoint. But, you know, then, it, then you start asking yourself, well, you know, what am I going to do now? And I think that was the hardest part for me is to figure out, okay, you know, do I want to get into coaching? Do I want to stay in hockey at all? You know, those kind of questions, especially when you're dealing with a brain injury, um, it, it's hard. 
And um, I commend, you know, like I said, I commend the Buffalo organization for giving me the opportunities to get into coaching while I was there. You know, I, I commend my now wife for being with me through, you know, that long year um, during that time. And, and I commend Coach Jackson as well for giving me the opportunity to start my coaching career here as well. Well, Andrew, I knew concussions were an issue, but I did not know the part that that last one, the symptoms lasted that long. So you've, you've kind of shocked me, and I, and I gasped a little bit when you told that story. But I'm so thankful that you made the decision, and you're healthy, and now you're a part of this Notre Dame hockey program again. Take us through the process of becoming Notre Dame hockey's volunteer assistant coach. Is this something that you inquired about? Did they reach out to you? How did this all pan out for you at Notre Dame again? Yeah, so once uh, once I started working with Seth Appert and uh, Michael Pekka and um, in those in the staff there in Rochester, I uh, I started to realize that I, I I was really into the coaching thing. I uh, I you know I, I didn't want to be done with hockey yet. Um, I knew I couldn't play, but the coaching bug kind of kind of caught me, and so I started thinking and I started co- talking to Coach Appert there, who is good friends with with the staff here at Notre Dame. And I reached out to coach coach Jackson at that point and just asked him if he had the position filled for this year. And this was maybe January of 2022. And he hmm. told me he hadn't reached out or talked to anyone yet. So he told me if, you know, by the summertime, I still wanted to do it, that the position was mine. And um, here I am. I knew, I knew I wanted to do it and I knew I didn't want to do it at any other place but Notre Dame. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here working with the program again. 2018 was your last year playing for the Irish. Now you're back for the 2022-23 season. How much has changed in the way that Coach Jackson schemes the game of hockey? Is it very similar to the way you guys played a few years ago? It is similar. You know, Coach Jackson has his preferences and he has his style of play and um, for the most part, we play similarly to what we did when I was playing. I think what's changed is is college hockey in general with just, um, you know, the transfer portal. College athletics is, is a little bit different now than when I was here. So I wouldn't say that the coaching's changed. I think the environment of college hockey is what I've noticed has changed. Now, I'm just a dumb broadcaster, so I'm going to ask possibly a dumb question. But watching this year's Irish hockey team, offensively, we have been a little challenged at times. And I sit and call the game, and there are times where I feel like we don't shoot the puck enough. Now, I love the unselfish nature. A lot of the guys try to make that extra pass and maybe try to make that perfect play. But I felt like there were times that we just haven't shot the puck enough. Prime example against Alaska on Saturday. The first two periods, I didn't feel like we pulled the trigger. Third period, we came out and started shooting the puck, and we got a, a couple of shots on goal that led to goals. I just like your analysis as a former player, now a coach. Am I on to something, or is there more to it? I think there's more to it. I, I think we need to develop more of an attack mindset, which will generate more shots. Um, once we get in the ozone, but I thought, I thought um, going into Sunday, I thought we did a better job in the ozone of, of possessing the puck. 
and and give give Alaska credit. You know, they're they're a very sound defensive team. You know, they're one of the top five defensive teams in the country, and we were able to break them down um, on Sunday, while also you know um, not allowing any in our net. So I think um, I think the second half we're going to see a couple guys um, definitely take off. And I think with uh, what we're focusing on in practice and in our approach going into uh, this weekend, especially, I think we're going to start producing at a higher clip. With the transfer portal being now a big part of, of college sports, we have seen the Notre Dame hockey team dip into the portal. There are guys like Chase Primo and Jackson Pearson who have joined this team as centers this year. How much of a transition period is it for all players involved to bring in players from the outside with a lot of experience with other teams into this Notre Dame program? Yeah, and you know, like I said, Darren, that's not something that I ever had to experience when I was in college, right? The, the portal wasn't an option. So we never had, you know, influxes of, of, you know, really talented and really experienced players, like you said, coming into the lineup um, like that. But I, I give a lot of credit to those guys, uh, to Chase and to Jackson and to, uh, and to Brinkman as well. They've done a really good job of, of molding into the culture that we have here at Notre Dame. There are three really good kids, three talented hockey players. And, um, you know, I, I expect all three of them to have really, really big second halves and take a big step here. Final question for you, Andrew. Just in regard to coming back to Notre Dame to be a coach, how big of aspirations do you have to get heavily involved into coaching? And I'll say this, you take a look at some of the people that have been volunteer assistant coaches under Coach Jackson the last decade. A lot of them have gone on to, to bigger and better opportunities as a, a paid coach, which everybody is, is looking for. But what could be down the line for you? That, that's a good question, Darren. I, I definitely want to continue down this path of coaching what that will be I, I still don't know I'm trying to do a good job of, of of learning as much as I can during my time here with coach Jackson and um, you know nailing down what it takes to be a good coach I, I, I do know that college hockey is something that speaks to me so if I could potentially get a job in college I think that would be something I would be very interested in um, but like you said, um, doing my due diligence to be here and, and learn from someone like Coach Jackson is, is going to set me up for an opportunity like that here in the near future. Well, you have the best seat in the house because as we see on the streaming service Peacock, if Irish fans watch the game, you're always standing right next to Coach Jackson. So I'd assume you have a, a pretty big role on the bench uh, helping Coach Jackson with things that happen during the game. Yeah, you bet. We uh, we talk about stuff all the time, whether it be you know matchups or you know faceoff plays, penalty calls, things like that. We're in constant communication, and 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 same with Paul. Um, but yeah, it that's the one piece of the puzzle that I haven't uh, I had never done before. I'd never been behind the bench before uh, this season. So that's been it's been great to learn you know what he sees during a game, how he communicates with the referees, things like that to. Uh, just to add it to my toolbox. 
Well, Andrew, it's great to hear your voice again. You're a big part of Fighting Irish Hockey, a couple of Frozen Fours, and that great 2018 team that was national runner-up. I sure wish health would have been more of your side for your professional career because you were no doubt good enough to play in the National Hockey League. But I'm also happy that you're healthy and now you've got a new pursuit that's in front of you of being involved in hockey and maybe as a college hockey coach down the line. It's great to have you back in South Bend. And again, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you for all the great memories you brought all of us as a player and looking forward to see what's next for you. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you so much for your time. Take care and good luck this weekend against Wisconsin. Thank you. You bet. Andrew Ogilvie played for the Fighting Irish from 2015 to 2018. Now Notre Dame hockey volunteer assistant coach this year. The Irish will play at Wisconsin this weekend. You can hear both games on our sister station, Quality Rock 94.3 FM. I'll have the call Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern time faceoff and then 6.30 Eastern time on Saturday. More sports speed coming up in just a moment on WSBT.